for the Agile community. www.agile.fm Discussing the topic of uh, HR, HR, and we have a uh, specialist here, Fabiola Eholzer. Uh, she is a uh, Switzerland native, but now New York City resident, and uh, she's the CEO of JLS, which stands for Just Leading Solutions in New York. And her focus is really all about agile and HR. Welcome to the podcast, Grüezi. Um, Grüezi, hi Jochen. It's great being here. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. So I wanted to kick it off and uh, I had some help here for Agile HR. I myself, I'm not an HR expert. Um, so I reached out to somebody I know, Alison Smith from the Valence Letter, and she gave me a couple of questions uh, to, um, to ask. I have my own questions here too, but I just wanted to see where you stand on the topic of Agile HR. It's popping up everywhere and you are redefining, you're part of that redefinition of HR for the 21st century. And you provide HR services to companies that go through an agile transformation. How do you define, let's start from the basics, just in case somebody is listening to this and says, I don't even know what agile HR really means. What does it actually mean? How would you define it? So when we talk about Agile HR, it's really about bringing human resources into the 21st century. Or in other words, you could say we're in the business of disrupting HR. We're making it better. We're embracing this new mindset that we see out there. And the interesting thing is that it's not just organizations who go through a natural transformation. It's every organization who's living in that um, fast-paced, uh, very challenging, very disruptive world and that needs to embrace the new talent contract. And you said it correctly, actual HR um, is really uh, become a hot topic. And interestingly enough, in 2016, it was actually um, one of the core topics um, or, or trends uh, for the year 2016. It was really all about um, HR embracing agile. Mm-hmm. So how would we define, like from an, from an HR perspective, let's say somebody is running an HR organization right now and, and as part of a large enterprise, let's say, and they want to see how does Agile really link to, uh, they might have pop, you know, seen the term Agile on an engineering um, development part, but they haven't really seen it in the HR part. How do these two things link together? So when we look into Agile, it's really about the values and principles plus the practices. And we have a very interesting dynamic in HR that we don't really see in other job families. And that's on the one hand, it's Agile for HR, but on the other hand, it's um, HR for Agile. So let me um, explain mm -hmm. that a little bit deeper. When we talk about Agile for HR, it's really about the way that HR is organized, the HR department is organized, the way HR delivers value. So it's bringing your agile practices like Scrum and Kanban and others into um, the HR space and really talk about how do we um, build um, co-created teams, how do we build this interdisciplinary teams and how do we deliver value mm -hmm. in an iterative approach. Whereas on the other hand, we have HR for agile. So how does HR support the actual organization, how is HR a driver for business agility? Mm -hmm. And here is the interesting thing. HR is really your, your secret to business agility. If you do not fix your HR approach, there is no way you become a, uh, you can become a truly agile, lean agile enterprise. Right. And I think, uh, I think what we're seeing on teams, right, is definitely that there's some form of, uh, you know, through collaboration when you introduce agility on a team level, 
there's definitely a change going on on a micro level, cultural change on a team. Now, if we're taking this to the HR level, what is the cultural change you would forecast in an organization that goes down that agile HR path? Well, it's, of course, the, the culture will change in an organization when we go through that transition because we're bringing a completely different mindset to an organization. It's a mindset that is more aligned with the, with the demands of 21st century organizations mm -hmm. and, and people. And um, let me start out with something that we call the Douglas effect. So you have to think about Douglas as being the worst employee that you can imagine. Mm -hmm. It's your, your tattletail, your incompetent ladder climber is, is, is your thief, your crook. Mm -hmm. um, and in HR, we're so trained to look at the bad of people and, and come up with all these processes and tools that keep Douglas in check, that we forget our best people. And that's one of the mindset shifts that we see. Um, if you think back that McGregor and in the 1960s, he said we have two types of leaders. We have type X leaders and type Y leaders. Type X leaders are micromanagers. They believe that people will only um, work for money and they need to be controlled, otherwise they're not going to move. Whereas Fieri Vai um, says, no, people are intrinsically motivated. People want to be part of something great. They want to do their best work. And those are agile people. And if we want to embrace an agile mindset, we have to make that mindset shift in, in, in our leadership style, in our people approach, and start catering for the amazing people that we have in our organization. Mm -hmm. it's because today, they get lost. They are drained. Mm -hmm. When we look at the lean part um, of, of, of things, um, lean talks a lot about eliminating waste. When we translate that to an HR space, it's also about um, eliminating stress because mm -hmm. that stress, stress, stress and burnout and, and bad leadership um, is something that is waste in an organization. We, we have to stop doing that. And with our current tools and processes in HR, we cater a lot for that, uh, that approach mm -hmm. and we, it needs a mindset shift. What would happen to Douglas in an agile organization? So we have two kinds of Douglases. Um, of course, sometimes we create Douglases mm -hmm. through the behavior, through, through the cultural aspect um, that we have in, in organizations. Like if you get away with really um, bad behavior, no one is, is, is calling you out, then that's infecting other people as well. And um, we need to, to take care of that. And when we come up with a more positive, uh, collaborative approach, it's going to change the behavior of people as well. And we see that happening in agile organizations um, mm -hmm. all the time. But also, if we, uh, it's the most uh, of the New York police. If you see something, say something. That's and right. it's the same in an organization. If you see bad behavior, it should be okay to call it out. But we know in a lot of organizations, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. People are scared to actually call out bad behaviors. And a lot of it has to do with, um, with weak managers. Mm -hmm. And cool. of course, we have to take care of that. Yes, very, uh, very interesting here. Uh, when, when Agile is applied in, in um, engineering situations, right, uh, we always uh, or I often hear that. I would advise on that. It's, Agile is very suitable for complex situations. What's what's complex in HR? Uh, <laughs> um, let let me ask you uh, uh, what isn't complex in HR, because in HR we're dealing with people, mm -hmm. and 
everyone is unique. Everyone is, is, is an individual. And what may be a right setting, a right environment for one people may not be the best one for another. It's still both are great people, but both are great talent, but they might thrive in different, um, in different settings. And that adds a complexity that we don't see uh, to, to that extent in, in other parts um, mm-hmm. of the organization. Um, so that's an added um, a challenge, but that also means that as an organization, we need to be very clear on our values, on our principles, and how we stand by them. Mm-hmm. Have you, of- yeah? Have you seen, and maybe that's also where I wanted to go with the with the complexity. Have you seen like um, agility um, in HR around mergers, like things outside of the the workforce? like mergers, um, contractual thing, processes, implementations, and so forth? Um, of course, we, we see actual uh, catching on everywhere. Um, so a, a department or, or an organization may not necessarily go with Scrum or, or Kanban or, or other uh, tools or other practices, mm-hmm. but they will still adopt an actual mindset. Because if you look at it, um, People want to be treated right, and people want to know that they ha- that their job has me has meaning. People want to know that they are part of something great and that they make a contribution. Mm-hmm. And that is the same whether uh, no matter what situation you're in and what what your organization is doing. And of course, when it comes to um, agility in HR. Um, we're probably going to have some organizations who are going to run on a hybrid model. So not everyone is going to work with actual practices, but people still want uh, their HR team to reach out, to empower them, to, mm-hmm. to, to help them with meaningful growth. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to change um, whether or not they, they apply Scrum or other actual practices. Or All not. right. The topics uh, we're discussing here right now are obviously very broad and huge, right? So uh, the things you're discussing is, is workforce, culture, and so on. Now, let's say somebody's listening to this podcast and say, you know, this is, uh, this is a massive undertaking. What would be a good place to start uh, with this? So let's say I want to start somewhere. And uh, I'm also interested in having some some results and I want to see results. Where would, where would somebody go and uh, start with all this? You're absolutely right. It's a massive undertaking because we're going a complete mindset shift and um, we're, we're really changing the way we're delivering value, um, the way we think about the value that we are, we are creating. And we typically see two different starting points. So for some organizations, they start with the HR department that they say, okay, we have to organize our HR department around value streams. So you might have value streams like culture, talent, engagement, um, performance flow. Um, So they organize around value in in self-organizing interdisciplinary teams and they bring the agile practices into place. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we go in with a Kickstarter week where we train, where we self-organize, we train uh, the HR department and help them understand how agile works, get the working agreements, and then they start rolling in an agile way. Whereas for other organizations, their pain point is really with one of the um, one of the actual uh, disciplines. Mm -hmm. So some organizations have difficulties with performance management or want to 
bring in a new thinking into performance management. They want to change their compensation model. They want to change their careers or they want to make sure that they hire the right people in the right way. Um, so they have a specific uh, topic in the discipline space that they want to target where we kick off with, mm-hmm. a, with a strategic um, retrospective and then iterate. So they see results fast, as you would in any actual uh, transformation. You can see results fast and you can see that mindset shift and that cultural shift Mm-hmm. happening very fast right what what would be let's take that as an example i think performance reviews i think everybody has uh you know some form of exposure to these kind of things what is a what is a big difference in, in agile hr in performance reviews versus traditional performance reviews uh what would people need to expect here so it starts with the understanding or the acceptance that you cannot manage performance Mm-hmm. You can create an environment that boosts performance, but you cannot, in a sense, manage performance. And, um, of course, performance management or reviews, employee appraisals, have become that backbone of HR. It's linked to everything that we do in HR. So this one number is supposed to, to tell you who are you going to promote, who are your top talents, um, what's your, your merit rank going to look like, who's going to get an incentive, plus, plus, plus. So it has become that essential point. And we forget what is performance management there for, because when performance management was initi- initiated, it was all about how do we make sure that everyone in the organization um, works towards a common goal? Mm-hmm. How do we cascade our top goal into the different departments and make sure that everyone makes the right contribution. So we have to get back to that. And of course, we used to have annual um, annual performance cycles, which is just not going to happen in an actual world that right. moves much faster. <laughs> yeah. So we have to change that. Another aspect is around feedback. So we know from decades of surveys that the person giving feedback um, has a higher impact on the feedback than the person rece- than the performance of the per- person receiving it. So two thirds of your rating has to do with the person who's rating you and not your actual performance. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you do 360 degree feedback, where you get five, six, seven people rating, giving feedback rating, um, it's just going to multiply that effect. Mm-hmm. And then the question is, do we really want to take that number? that extremely biased number and hinge everything on that? Or are we going to take care of performance in a different way? And here come, here's the thing where we talk about Douglas again. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this feeling that if we don't do annual appraisals, that we cannot take care of the Douglases of this world. But if we have to take care of Douglas the minute things come up. We can't wait for the end of the year to do something like about it. Right. We have I to mean, do it immediately. Yeah, I think the annual thing is, is kind of, I mean, for everybody in the agile space, I mean, I think everybody knows that annual performance reviews, like, you know, I've been in these, uh, involved in those uh, in, in some part of my life. And, uh, you know, you don't even know what happened 10 months ago, right? So it's, it's very hard to even... Uh, uh, review somebody or look at some situation that has happened 10 months ago and to remember all of those things. Um, so are you going down to a monthly level or is that more frequent or is it ad hoc? So what we're doing is we're changing the performance cycle and we mm-hmm. align them with your, it, your in an iterative approach. Um, then we decouple 
performance from anything to do with HR. And we cover the traditional HR stuff in another way. So um, to give you an example, Mm -hmm. if you are a manager and you have your team, the real question is not um, how well did someone perform in the past, but what are my plans for that person? So what are my plans um, uh, for... um, for someone who's working with me, uh, how do I want to develop them? How do I see them perform? Or if that person came up to me and would quit their job, how would I react? What would we try to keep that person? If yes, what would we have to offer them Mm -hmm. so that you can proactively do something about it? So we want to have this forward-looking approach and we want to make it meaningful. And of course, in HR, we have new roles emerging. We have your um, career coaches and, 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 and talent uh, scouts and, and other roles emerging that will connect with you as an individual and help you shape your growth profile. Mm-hmm. And the understanding of what career means is going to change because, for, especially for younger generations, career means not climbing a ladder. Mm-hmm. It means having an, an ex- having an experience, a meaningful employee experience. And we have to go into a dialogue to make that happen. Right. I mean, I think everybody listening to this right now is like, no, this is like, you know, it, this is a significant change uh, about to happen in the, in the HR environment. Now, you wrote a white paper and you released that on your uh, website on justleadingsolutions.com. Um, and there were like five, six themes, and uh, I just want to, um, one of them I just want to highlight here is, uh, because everybody can read up on that paper here, but you want to take the issue of money off the table, and that's associated with uh, the performance. And um, there's one thing, I don't know if everybody wants to hear this, but you're actually saying no more bonuses. Exactly. Yeah. Why is that? So I think most of the listeners are familiar with Daniel Pink's drive. Um, that goes into analysis whether or not cash bonuses um, actually work. And it shows, it summarizes decades of, of, uh, of um, scientific research that showcase that uh, cash incentives and bonuses work really well if you have a highly um, routine job. But the minute you have to start thinking and bringing some kind of, of um of expertise and and uh, and mm-hmm. knowledge, it actually has the uh, the opposite effect. So it's not just that bonuses are not working, but they actually have a negative effect. And another problem with bonuses is also that you have to tell people upfront what your bonus is going to measure be measured by. Mm-hmm. But how can we do that? if we want to still have the flexibility to course correct, if we see that we're not on the right track. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, we're just embracing that, that thinking about um, the, the, the tough stuff about bonuses and why they don't work and say, okay, um, let's eliminate MBOs and bonuses. What we replace it with is two things, so, or three things. On the one hand, we're going to go for profit sharing. So if we as organization are doing great, we want everyone to be parti- to, to be uh, to participate it, in yeah. that and, mm-hmm. and share in the success because we've all made it happen. The second part is that we look at recognition not just by throwing money at people, but really make it meaningful. Mm-hmm. And recognition cannot just happen once a year. There should be uh, 
it should be allowance in there to make it happen on a, on a regular basis and, and empower everyone in the organization to give recognition to, to other people. Mm-hmm. And the third part is that we say, okay, we want to have, the, we want to give people a great place to work. We want to give people a challenging work, but work that, that they thrive in, that, that it's meaningful for them. And we want to shape an individual growth um, growth approach and that's going to be more valuable to people than cash mm-hmm. and I know that a lot of people feel that um, money is the only driver in organizations mm. but the question is is it the only driver because that's how people feel or is it the only driver because that's the only driver we've been giving people for, for decades mm-hmm. well I know that your background is is in finance right and in finance mm-hmm. this is a very common this is a common approach bonuses right year end bonuses Absolutely, but it, go, it goes back to this thinking, do we believe that people are just extrinsically motivated mm-hmm. or do we believe that people are intrinsically motivated? And of course, we have to pay good salaries, we have to pay fair salaries, we have to, to take the financial aspects off the table. But I'm just saying, if you look mm-hmm. at yourself, ask yourself, what is meaningful to you? And is it just money or do we? Uh, um, and do, do I not care whether I'm not miserable at work mm-hmm. or do I want to? be part of something great, um, be empowered, um, be able to make decisions mm-hmm. and thrive and, and, and be successful, isn't that more, isn't there more value in that than an annual bonus? Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I just, uh, just want to explore because it's so interesting and fascinating to hear what, uh, how you basically flip this model upside down uh, for, for HR. Are there any companies, I don't know if you can share any names here um, on this podcast, but are there any companies that stand out um, either through your work or through things you have seen uh, others do that are really doing a great job in Agile HR where people could look at and get a feeling of what the the impact um, of an often successful HR implementation would look like? So most organizations are still in a transition phase, but there are some amazing companies who do great, great stuff um, and are starting to reinvent things. Mm-hmm. And um, I can give you um, one example is Sipgate. It's the largest voiceover IP uh, provider in Europe, and they've actually published a book on it. So it's called 24 Work Hacks, and it gives their view on how they do things. If you're interested in transparent salary systems and salary formulas, you can look at Buffer. Mm -hmm. Um, They even have their salary formula on the internet, so you can just Mm -hmm. uh, give give you a couple of parameters and and you get get your salaries. We have other organizations like um, Sky... Uh, betting and gaming, uh, one of the fastest growing um, internet or our um, time companies in, mm-hmm. in the UK. They're doing great stuff when it comes to, to um, shifting from HR to people operations, um, doing performance um, management in a different in a different way. So there are tons of amazing companies out there who do great stuff. Well, it's, it's uh, super cool because uh, I have spoken with folks um, at Sipgate. Uh, you brought that up. Um, in the past about totally different things and uh, they're presenting at one of the conferences uh, uh, I'm organizing in Munich next year so uh, I will definitely uh, touch base with them and, and see and learn more about that and pick up that book. Um, now you are presenting a lot at conferences and uh, talks and so forth. I, uh, that's all uh, you know sometimes you see pictures from you on, on, uh, on Twitter 
Um, by the way, the Twitter handle of yours is uh, Fabiola Eholzer, and uh, I will also have that link on Agile FM website. Now, when you present at conferences, are there any kind of um, are there any kind of uh, HR conferences that are focused on on Agile? Are you going to HR conferences and you are a niche of that, or are you going to Agile conferences and you present on HR? What is more typical for you? So it's it's a mix um, of both. So obviously we we do a lot with with um, agile conferences. Uh, the next one I'm going to is the business agility conference uh, next year in New York. Um, but we we have a, a different conferences uh, coming up. But we also work in the HR space. For instance, if you go to New York City Sherm, so Sherm is the is the Society for Human Resource Management. It's the largest HR organization worldwide, mm-hmm. and um, it's organized in chapters. And New York is the biggest chapter. Um, we've spoken at the um, annual conference. We have tons of blogs up on the website um, from the Agile space. So that's an organization that is embracing Agile and, and promoting Agile um, and agility mm-hmm. in HR um, quite a lot. So, but of course, for a lot of HR uh, folks, the term Agile is quite new. So they they are already familiar with things like um, shifting from performance appraisals um, to an iterative performance flow, but they may not necessarily have been in the, uh, heard about agile or been in the agile space. Mm-hmm. Um, but more and more people start um, start working with with natural mm-hmm. uh, natural practices and natural mindsets in the HR space. Right. Are you having any kind of resistance when you go to more? Not to the agile, I wouldn't expect that to happen, right? But on the on the traditional HR conferences, uh, when you speak, is there any kind of pushback where people, you know, give you the that doesn't work here or that wouldn't work for us, kind of? Uh, um, Resistance? So it's yes and no. So I wouldn't call it resistance. Of course, people say, uh, hey, that wouldn't work here or we tried it um, and it didn't work and, and things like that. But it's usually out of interest. They want to know how can we adapt that in our organization Um and they just try to wrap their heads around it. And of course, if you've never had any exposure to the actual space, it's hard. Mm. So everyone who has gone for, for an actual transformation Remember when you were not in the agile space, and now we're not just telling you to work differently, but everything that you're doing, all the processes, all the tools, all the interactions that you're going to have going forward are going to be different. That's a huge change, and it's it's not easy to wrap your head around all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's I would say it's more curiosity and trying to, to grasp the magnitude mm-hmm. um, of the impact rather than resistance. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I the are there any certifications um, uh, in the in the HR space that relate to uh, to agile, or um, how does how do you see this all um, being embraced by an organization going forward? I know that there are some certifications in in HR. Uh, mm-hmm. Are there any kind of agile certifications? Yes, they are. So what we're offering is um, is three things. So it's the agile HR practitioner, um, which is a two day uh, training course. It's uh, or we have the Agile HR Explorer, which is the, a one-day uh, iterative uh, interactive uh, workshop mm-hmm. uh, to get you up to speed. Or we have the Agile HR Bootcamp, um, where we really dig in, uh, dig in deeper 
for a whole week and, and get you get you up to speed. Right, and then in addition to that, you have the the kickstart. That's that's different from the bootcamp, right? Yeah. So so the the bootcamp is really a training session and, mm -hmm. and the discovery and training session, whereas um, the kickstart week is really um, working with the organization, putting you into um, self-organized teams, um, getting you up to speed um, with actual practices and and set the set mm -hmm. you up uh, to, to, to work in a natural way going forward. Mm -hmm. Well, very cool, very cool. I wanted to invite you to this uh, podcast because I wanted to bring Agile HR to a broader audience out there, and I want to help you get the word out uh, to possibly all the channels, right? There is so much uh, people can uh, read up on. We just touched on one of the six themes of um, um, HR, Agile HR. Um, so there are five others, and actually there is probably more to the, uh, the fifth we had discussed uh, on your website on just leading solutions. Um, I just want to end here uh, with our conversation. I just want to refer everybody to your website, uh, get you uh, connected on, on Twitter, and uh, stay in touch with you. Maybe attend one of your training courses and uh, and, and uh, transform HR organizations around the world. I think that is really what we're aiming to do. Um, I want to thank you. And uh, also, maybe paths cross. We both live in New York City. We haven't met. Uh, maybe paths cross at some point, and we'll meet at one of the conferences. Absolutely. It was a pleasure talking to you, and it's always great uh, get spreading the word about actual HR, uh, because HR folks are really amazing, and if we give them the chance to, to embrace actual, they're really going to help you achieve business agility, and they're going to be your partner in crime. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure being here. Thank you for listening to Agile FM, the radio for the Agile community. I'm your host, Joe Krebs. If you're interested in more programming and additional podcasts, please go to www.agile.fm. Talk to you soon.